0: Good afternoon. This is Front Row on the Bigger Picture, and I'm Juliet Jacobs. That day, I was sketching on the street. Is Ong Hyang Fong's debut solo exhibition, and is described as a display of his conversations with observed moments of life. So his works have been rendered in a variety of mediums, from vibrant poster colours to elaborate woodcuts. And he's going to join me now to share more. Welcome, Hyang. How are you today?
1: Hi everyone,
0: I'm here. Thank you so much for joining me here. Uh, lovely to have you on the show. So I just want to say, you know, I had um, had a look at all of your works that are uh, on display for this exhibition. Really, really lovely. You know, really interesting. I uh, can't wait to talk to you about that. But let's get to know you a little bit better. So I understand that you grew up in Tanjong Sepat. Am I correct? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your early years? Yes,
1: um, I grew up in a uh, fishing village in a place surrounded by ocean and. For us. and I have started drawing since I'm a child and I think I will draw on the back of, of an old calendar or any piece of blank paper when I'm a child and I draw the lor- lorries on the road the cats and dog, my grandpa from farms and things that around me so I until I'm 13 years old then I left and go to Prang for my secondary school studies so after that after I graduated from the secondary school, I went to Kuala Lumpur for my diploma studies. Then I start my urban city life from 19 years old.
0: Okay, so, but I'm, I'm very curious to know uh, what actually got you interested in visual arts in the first place. You know, why were you so interested in drawing those lorries and cats and dogs and all of those sorts of things? I think,
1: I think actually the process of doing visual art is quite boring, I think, but when <laughs> But when I was doing the art, I found myself getting into another world, a world that only belonged to me, where I can control everything. And I always feel that I want to draw and sketch everything in my mind into a piece of drawing paper. Whatever I see, buildings or peoples or anything I imagine, I just want to record that I feel these memories will belong to me forever.
0: Okay, so it was quite a personal sort of experience for you then. Okay, interesting. And I mean, did you have any mentors? Did you have anyone you looked up to? You know, how did you nurture this interest in art?
1: I think when I was a kid, I'm just interested in looking at anything related to image. And I feel dizzy when I look at the text. I think maybe the kid's storybook nurtured my interest in art. Mm, And... I think I just continue doing the things I like mm-hmm. because I found that I am at this and I'm alive when I draw. I didn't have any mentor when I, I was a kid, but I do appreciate that and feel grateful to my mom for her support and encouragement along the way. She just let me to draw. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do not have any specific mentor now, but I did meet different people at different stages in my life. And they help me and guide
0: me. Okay. And, you know, uh, I'm just so curious how your artwork has changed. You know, so so your earliest artworks, you said, you know, were, like things that you observed, right? The lorries, the cats, the dogs. I mean, what were some of your other works like? You know, were there any artists that whose work that you had seen who influenced the way you drew and, and your approach mm. to art?
1: Mm, I think my earliest artwork are full of details. But the techniques are not really mature enough. And... I won't be interested in a particular artist for a long time. And I will <laughs> I have to focus more on a certain theme and style of artwork and look at these artists who work well on that drawing style. Um, example that theme that I like are the Japanese traditional woodcut, which name Yukukiyoi. Mm-hmm. And, and Chinese traditional painting. And another one is the Indian miniature art, which the artwork are small scale, but highly detailed.
0: and Okay. Yeah. I mean, and definitely looking at your work, I can see where that influence comes into play because your works, you know, today are also very, very detailed. And, you know, in terms of your artworks as well, do you find yourself, um, you know, focusing on particular themes, um, you know, uh, at all? And if so, what are these themes that interest you? Mm.
1: I think I would, fo- I would, Focus more on the normal people' daily life, the things they do, the stuff around their daily life. They are from my life, every single moment that touched me, like the Japanese ukiyo-e master Hokusai, depict the normal people' daily life in a exaggerated way.
0: Mm. Okay, okay. So, so your it's basically your observations of of whatever's going on around you. You're, those are the things that interest you. Yes, yes. Okay, excellent. And I'm always curious to know about the process, you know, how you actually go about creating your artwork. So, can you explain your process to me, you know, from from discovering, you know, from your inspiration to planning your design and to finally creating that artwork? Mm,
1: actually, actually, I didn't really plan how to do the artwork. <laughs> I, I, I have some imagination in my mind is incomplete. And I never drop and I will usually start from a corner. And as the moment I start dropping, there are more and more images, thoughts, feelings pop up in my mind. Then I just follow the flow in my mind to complete the artwork.
0: Okay. All right. So very instinctive. It's just you just follow whatever you're feeling in that sense. Yes. Excellent. And, you know, when, when you're creating these artworks, does it feel like it's a cathartic experience for you, you know, when you're doing all of that?
1: So for me, yes, it's a way to escape from the cruel real life. Life is hard. A lot of things happen every day. Yeah. So I transfer my mood into a blank paper.
0: Mm, okay. All right. I got you there. And I know that uh, you're currently under, uh, you're currently pursuing your degree in fine arts, um, actually at the China Central Academy of Fine Arts in Beijing, right? But uh, because of the pandemic, uh, you haven't been able to return to China. Uh, what's happening there? What's happening with your education?
1: Yes, I'm still not able to return to Beijing to continue my studies due to the pandemic situation in China. Hmm. Probably need to wait till they are further notice. La. But I think that I didn't expect that I would stuck in my hometown for more than two years because of the pandemic. <laughs> although, although I feel frustrated at the beginning of the pandemic, but life still has to go on.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and I think, you know, I mean, from what I understand, uh, you know, you you made very good use of the time that you were here in Malaysia. So, you finished a six-month residency at Rimbun Dahan, I think, back, uh, was it last year? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes.
1: Mm, it was a very lucky that I got a chance to join the residency at Rimbun Dahan, mm-hmm. especially the owner of Rimbun Dahan. They are so welcoming and treat me so well, <laughs> I guess. I guess the deepest feeling was the time fries in Rimundahan. Although it is six months, for me, Rimundahan is one of the best places for question. The rainforest environment and the peaceful place really make me immersed in working. I spend almost, almost all of my time working on new question from 8 in the morning to 12 at the night.
0: Wow. As,
1: um, as long as, as I'm awake, I draw, I work. And the natural environment has in, inspired me and most of the artwork are in rainforest forest scenes. Mm-hmm. The leaves and the trees. And it was also the time that I started to try work on woodcut print technique, which I learned from my lecturer in China.
0: Okay, so I mean, and how much work? And So you produced a lot of work during those six months in Rimundahan?
1: Yes, so
0: many books. <laughs> okay, the inspiration was just flowing, I'm guessing. <laughs> mm. Okay, excellent. And now I, lo- I want to talk about this current solo, uh, debut solo exhibition, which is called That Day I Was Sketching on the Street. Um, what can you tell me about the works that you created for this, co- uh, this particular collection?
1: There are total 20 pieces of artwork in this solo exhibition. Mm-hmm. And these artworks are all created in the past two years, which I call the MCO years. Okay. I have used several different mediums for this batch of works, such as poster color, watercolor, and woodcut prints. And all these things are from the real life that I have observed. I choose this scene because this moment gives me a deep feeling. For example, the flood. I depict the scenes when I made the flood in Krang in 2021 mm. December with, with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's a ter- terrible and unforgettable experience. This is the first time ever I have seen the flood and I never thought this would happen in Krang. Mm. And that's what a very terrible night. I saw cars were stuck everywhere. People walking in the water, people who took for their missing fishes from their house people who have fun, people who are frustrated about their loss and in this first. Yeah. And there is another work, artwork named Bukit Bintang. The idea comes from the experience of me when I travelled to Bukit Bintang during the Christmas time years 2021. Heavy traffic, high-rise buildings, billboards, and the people who travel with the face mask during the post-pandemic times. Mm, sometimes... I'm just sick of the chance brought by rapid development and the stress of this society.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I saw that piece, um, uh, the Bukit Bintang piece, right, and it's, it's really quite chaotic. I, I, I know, th- and I love that, you know, there are all these sort of hidden jokes in it, like you've renamed all the, the buildings, you know, with funny names, um, uh, <laughs> you, you know, a lot of play on words through the works. And also, but a lot of chaos, lah, you know, that, that whole area, mm-hmm. is just so much chaos happening and so much commercialism. I, I That's what I gathered from looking at the piece. Yes. Yeah, that was what okay. That was what you're trying to do, and so many other beautiful pieces. I mean, uh, I, th- I think one that I particularly liked was um, Diruma Saket. Um, so that was also a woodcut print on uh, paper, am I correct? And really yes. quite disturbing images, lah. I must say. <laughs> 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 um, I will. I will leave it to folks to go and see it. But um, I'll just say, you know, there's one particular part where there's a doctor with the money sign on his head, sort of eating it- the intestines of someone, as if it was noodles. Quite disturbing, la <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what inspired that particular piece? I, know, good.
1: I think it's just to be the, the time during the, the, would, during the MCO time. Sure. So from the Facebook, we know that so many people get into the hospital because of the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I think the society is quite sick that time. So everyone's stuck in the home. The home is just like a rumor massacre. Everyone just barring, barring on the bed and always spray on the phone on me, Mm -hmm. doing nothing for the whole day. Mm -hmm. So I think I try to maybe take time what the people uh, mean, the situation.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, and, I I, you know, we can't really describe it for folks who are listening, but it's intense, such intense detail, you know, it's really like a very busy picture. There's so much going on there and so many things that are hidden. you got to really look through it to find all the different things that you've hidden there. So uh, I really recommend folks go and see it. Um, and you've said in previous interviews that you're not trying to capture a moment in time. You have no real attachment to these memories. I think of them, you think of them instead as conversations. I'm not so good at talking, so I speak to moments this way. Maybe you can just, you know, explain what you meant by that? Mm, I
1: think I am not recording or trying to remember that moment. And in my paintings, especially the City Series artworks, you will find that I'm not just recording a single moment, but combining many, many moments in the scenes. And I'm not a person who is good at speaking and expressing emotions So I try to record those images that have feelings for me as a way of conversation and take part in the moment.
0: Okay, so just how you felt in the moment pretty much. Yes. Okay. And, you know, aside from the pictures, the paintings, which I said have a lot of details, there are also, you know, um, simpler ones, I suppose, if you want to describe it like that, like Grandpa Sleeping, uh, Grandma Afraid We Are Starving, uh, <laughs> and also I think Grandpa Kabun. So there's these recurring themes of, you know, gardens and food and things like that. Were these just, you know, some of the, uh, the things that you were experiencing in your daily life as well, which you've just painted?
1: Yes, this is all from my daily life. There's my grandpa and grandma staying with me, so I saw them, what, what they are doing.
0: Okay. And and also, um, there's a Bangladeshi, a middle-aged man, a Malay couple. These are just people you've observed, I guess, you know, one walking around? Yes. Okay, okay. And well, what is it that struck you about them that made you want to to make this painting uh, of them? For example, uh, the one that's titled A Bangladeshi.
1: Mm, I think, I'm just trying to record some um, daily life of Human okay. life, feeling like they're still alive, still doing something, although they're already after the pandemic. Okay. So the life still go, go continue.
0: Right. So it's almost like us taking our, our phone camera and taking pictures, but you are actually putting it all into paintings, I feel. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. All right, excellent. So this exhibition, unfortunately, is going to end this weekend, but you know, how can folks catch it? You know, Where, where should they go to, to see all these works? Mm,
1: the exhibition is going to end on the 31st of July at The Backroom KL, which is located in Zhongshan Building, Kuala Lumpur. You may also check out my artwork on The Backroom website if you are interested. And the website is www.thebackroomkl.com.
0: Okay, excellent. And so we've only got until this weekend. So yes, we really need to go and catch it. Um, and I guess, you know, just before I let you go, uh, any any, you know, what's next for you? What are some projects in the pipeline?
1: I'm currently discovering some new mediums and preparing for my online class which start from the coming September. Mm. At the same time, I will try to create a new batch of work which is quite different from the past work. So I just wish everything will go back to normal so I can go back to continue my studies in Beijing as soon as possible. <laughs> In in the case that I still have to stay in Malaysia for for these few years, I guess I will finish my online classes and focus on my art question. Mm, Just keep exploring.
0: Okay, and like I said you've done very well for yourself these last couple of years despite you know the pandemic so congratulations and um, <laughs> lovely lovely work so um, thank you so much you know for joining for joining me today I've been speaking to Ong Hieng Fong he is a visual artist and if you'd like to catch his exhibition that day I was sketching on the street uh, as we mentioned it's set to end this weekend so please do go catch it over at the back room uh, at Zhongshan Building which is located off Jalan Kampung Atap in Kuala Lumpur uh, gallery hours at 12 noon to 6pm. And if you have any inquiries, you can email hello at thebackroomkl.com or just head to thebackroomkl.com for more information. Do go and check out Yang's works there. They're really, really amazing. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my front dash row, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.